0: There. Welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian Podcast. My name is Joe. I am a registered dietitian, and the purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. I know that you enjoy when I talk about research in my episodes. So today's episode is going to use research to answer the question Am I addicted to food? And I know that this is something you have probably asked yourself after a binge or you found yourself frantically Googling when you are really struggling with binge eating. So I hope my points today are going to shed some light on it. I'm going to link the key references for this podcast in the show notes. So if you do want to read more, do check them out. A lot of them are from scientific journals. So if you want a really Easy to read guide on this. I would recommend the Intuitive Eating book by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. I recommended it in the last episode as well, as they cover all of the research on food addiction in a really digestible way. Before I get into it, just my usual disclaimer please don't take any healthcare advice from a podcast. My podcast is just for education and entertainment purposes only. Always seek the individualized help from your doctor or your nurse. And also, just another disclaimer specific for this episode, I did have some issues with the audio as I was recording this. I did go back and re record this intro when I realized. So it it does get a little bit shaky, and I do apologize. Bear with me, and I promise it won't happen for any future episodes. Maybe I shouldn't have promised that. Oh well. All right, so let's get into it. I have structured this episode into three key points that I want you to really keep at the forefront of your brain when considering food addiction. First up, researchers aren't even sure if food addiction is possible, if food addiction is a legitimate concept, if it's even possible to be addicted to food. And it's not that they haven't tried to find this out. If you do a search on PubMed for food addiction, you'll find over 3,000 studies that have looked into this concept. But unfortunately, it has brought up a lot of conflicting evidence. Some saying that food addiction is a thing, others saying that it isn't. It is still very much a matter of debate. I want to ask you how does it make you feel that food addiction may not even be a legitimate concept? It might not be real. How does that make you feel? Would you prefer if food addiction was a thing because then at least you had something to blame for your eating habits? If food addiction isn't real, does that mean that your eating habits are down to some kind of character flaw or something that's wrong with you? It may be harmful to label yourself as being addicted to food, not only because it's not a legitimate concept yet, but also because it it almost gives you this sense of helplessness. Like it doesn't matter what else you do in this world, you are always going to be addicted to food and that you can't be helped. And don't just take it from me. This has been evidenced in research. One research study back in 2015 Gave participants news articles to read. Half of the participants got a news article that said that food addiction was real. And the other half of participants got a newspaper article that said that food addiction was not a real concept, that it was fake. After reading the passages, participants had access to eat certain types of foods in whatever quantity they wished. And the ones who read the article about food addiction being real ate more of the high fat, high sugar foods than those who believed or who'd read the article that food addiction was fake. The researchers summarized this study by saying that the findings suggest that endorsement of food addiction being a real concept may encourage people to self-diagnose as food addicts and therefore explain their eating behavior in terms of, well, it's an addiction. It's something external. It's something that I don't have any control over. Some weight loss groups use this concept of food addiction to base their programs and to gain members. If you've ever heard of Overeaters Anonymous, they use a 12-step recovery program utilizing the abstinence model, very similar to what is used in Alcoholics Anonymous. OA is not marketed as being a diet though, although it does mention working towards a healthy weight. There are no weigh-ins, there are no membership fees. They state that they have this collective goal of working towards being free from compulsive eating. And although utilizing this abstinence model that is seen in Alcoholics Anonymous, It is obviously not possible to abstain from food completely, so instead OA recommend using a plan of eating where you identify and eliminate any of your personal trigger foods. It sounds an awful lot like a diet to me. When I was living in the UK, I reached out to my local Overeaters Anonymous group and I asked if I could sit in on on a session, but unfortunately they respectfully declined. If you have attended OA and you find their strategy and their ethos helpful, then that's absolutely fine. Once you're happy, I'm happy. I'm just asking you to consider that labeling yourself as being an addict and seeking out a program where they use a model that's used for a completely different addiction, being alcohol addiction, that might not be so helpful. Because with over 3,000 studies on food addiction, researchers are just not at the point yet where they can de- definitively say, yes, food addiction is a legitimate addiction. Secondly, I'd like you to just take a second to consider what foods do you feel most addicted to, and when do you feel most addicted to foods? And I don't mean to lead you on, but considering this is a, a one way conversation here, It is likely that the foods that you feel that you are addicted to are the foods that you feel that you need to reduce or that you have previously restricted. For example, chocolate is known to be the most craved food in the UK and Ireland and it's the one that people most commonly report feeling addicted to. You feel like you are a chocoholic and that you need to cut back. I'm not saying that restricting chocolate is what's causing you to crave it and to feel addicted to it. I'm not saying it's as simple as that, but it certainly is possible that you haven't allowed yourself the time and the exposure to chocolate to become habituated to it. If you haven't heard the term before, food habituation happens when you are repeatedly exposed to the same food. And with that repeated exposure, you learn to respond by decreasing the amount or the frequency in which you eat it. That was a long-winded explanation. But to give you some examples, if I were to offer you a slice of chocolate cake for breakfast, you may eat it and you may really enjoy it. But what if I offer it to you again for a snack and again for lunchtime and again for a snack in the afternoon and for tea as well? If that process was repeated over and over again, at some point, maybe not that day, maybe it would take a couple of days, but at some point you are going to say, hold on, I have had enough chocolate cake. I don't want to see another chocolate cake again. I don't mean to minimize how addicted to food like chocolate that you feel, but I have to ask the question, would you still feel addicted to it if you gave yourself unconditional permission to eat it whenever you want it even if that meant multiple times a day would you still feel addicted to it and again don't just take my word for it there are research studies that show that when people who struggle with binge eating allow unconditional permission to eat whatever foods they like that their level of binge eating decreases And consider when you feel most addicted to these foods. Is it that you feel that you are addicted to these foods just before you start on a new diet or during the diet itself? What about in periods of stress? If you are having a time where you are just really, really busy, when you have all those fight or flight hormones rushing around, maybe you don't even have time to eat your meals. Is that when you feel most addicted to foods? Again, my purpose here is not to minimise that you do feel addicted to foods, but I just wish to point out that there may be something else going on, so perhaps don't be so quick to label yourself as being addicted to food. And lastly, the surveys that are used to measure food addiction, both in research studies and in the clinical environment, they are really flawed. Even the researchers who created them recognize that they are flawed. The Yale Food Addiction Score is one of the most popular questionnaires that is used to test food addiction in research. And after five years of developing this tool, the researchers behind it stated that the Yale Food Addiction Survey is not sufficient evidence that food addiction exists. It does provide a standardised tool to identify individuals who are most likely to be experiencing an addictive response to food, but they clearly state that the YFAS is not sufficient evidence that food addiction exists. If you haven't come across one of these scales before, I invite you to just Google the Yale Food Addiction Scale and have a look at some of the questions that it asks. It gives a whole range of statements and it asks you to rate them on a scale of zero to four, with zero being never and four being always. For example, one of the items is, I eat food even when I am not hungry. I feel tired a lot because I eat too much and I worry about eating too much. Working as a dietitian in any field, not just in binge eating, I come across these statements all of the time. It's not unusual. It doesn't mean that you have an addiction because you eat food even when you are not hungry. If that is the case, food addiction must be way more common than we believe it to be. When you take a look at the food addiction scale, and the Yale food addiction scale is just one, there are multiple I ask you to consider, would your responses change if you were on a diet? Is it possible that being on a diet is what is making you feel most addicted to food? And is this one of the fatal flaws of surveys and questionnaires and tools that are supposed to diagnose food addiction? it's likely that there hasn't been much attention paid to how frequently and how common that it is to be restricting, right? You know that a week barely goes by when you are not starting a new diet plan. And in which case, your answers to a survey about food addiction would be very, very different than if you were giving yourself unconditional permission to eat all foods in any quantity for a long period of time so to answer your question am I addicted to food I hope that I have given you some real thinking points about why addiction may not be at play here and I know that that doesn't change how you feel you do feel like you are addicted and to me that is the most important thing if you feel like food is an addiction for you then that is valid Today's episode was just about making some points that this isn't necessarily something that is out of your control. It's not something that you need to go to rehab for or to go to Overeaters Anonymous for. And it's definitely not something that any kind of diet or regimen or plan is going to fix. Remember what I said about how we have 3,200 studies at least about food addiction, and yet researchers can't come up with a definitive answer to if food addiction even exists. Take notice about what kind of language you use about your eating habits. Do you say things like, I am a chocoholic, I am addicted to sugar I cannot be trusted with peanut butter because I'm addicted to it. Just notice where you use that language in your life and ask yourself, is that helpful? Joe says that food addiction probably isn't even a thing. So why should I say that I am an addict? An addict has such a negative connotation to it. How about changing that language to... I just like sweet things or I like peanut butter and I deserve to eat some because I've had a stressful day. Just notice that changing language. It takes the charge out of it. It's not so loaded and what it does, as I've spoken about in this episode, is it gives you permission to eat it and when you take away restriction, it does help with binging. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love to know about it. You can drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian, or you can email me joe at antidietanswers.com. Let me know how you have approached the the concept of food addiction and if you feel like you are addicted to food. All right. I am going to leave you there, but I will see you in the next episode.